Welcome to the Bay Area's Unforgivable Podcast. Unscripted conversations discussing trending hot topics. Crazy, crazy natural discussions that'll have you in awe. In fact, they'll be unforgivable. And now, please welcome your hosts, Cedric, Craig, and Dave. Um, emergency medicine for about, uh, I don't know, eight years now. Um, so yeah, still living in Oakland. Uh, I said, I said, that's about it. Warriors fan, Dallas Cowboys fan, you know, I'm actually watching the game right now. Yeah. Oh yeah. I am. (laughs) (laughs) Man, man, that must've been, that must've been something else growing up in Oakland. Um, I mean, I'm curious, Marcus. I, I feel like I might have asked you this in the past, but um, what what kind of got you into medicine? Like, why why the medicine route? Um, you know, it, pretty long story. I'll say that the the gist of it was uh, my mother uh, during my college years was diagnosed with multiple myeloma. I spent a lot of time um, kind of with her um, and her doctor, and at that time, I really didn't have a a real plan. You know, I was kind of uh, just playing basketball um playing basketball and you know i don't i don't know what i was doing i don't know that i necessarily had a plan but uh you know kind of at that point uh which is like my junior year uh you know i decided to kind of go pre-med um and uh that that was kind of it i was kind of late in the process so um you know it took me a little bit longer to get in on top of you know not doing very well on the the mcat which is like a test you got to take uh, you know, to get into medical school. So there's a couple of things that kind of uh, held me back. But uh, yeah, that was that was pretty much it. But you made it. You yeah. Did. Yeah. Long journey for sure. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. Anyway, uh, I, I, I think Craig was introducing himself. Go ahead, Craig. Before I, yeah, before I. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah my name is Craig. Uh, yeah. I know Cedric. Uh, we went to the same school um, right now. Uh I'm doing some consulting in, in, in Oakland right now. Oh, nice. I'm actually still at work right now. The grind don't start, man. The grind don't start. Don't. It don't. It don't. Don't let your supervisor hear that you record and shit while yeah. you're let, oh, she or, or, or let her enjoy, man. One of the two. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One of the two. Yeah, that's about it. All right. Yeah, nice to meet you, man. I'm Dave. Um, I met Craig and Cedric through school. Um, born and raised in Oakland, but currently working in San Francisco, um, commercial real estate. You know, my job is 24-7, so I really don't know either when I'm done working. Yeah. But, yeah, I'm here. Yeah, I feel you. I feel you. Nice to meet you, man. Nice yes. to meet you. Thank you all for having me on. I appreciate it. Um, yeah. Definitely got to get a shout out for uh, Urban Health Group. Uh, mm-hmm. medical advisor, my girlfriend, Leticia would like to say hello to everyone as well. The, okay. Uh, yeah. Business owner. She'll definitely be trying to class this. Uh, so, uh, hopefully we get, like I said, get a lot of questions out, get some information out, which I think would be important for everybody. Oh man, Marcus, you, you a real inspiration, man. I, I, <laughs> I'm like, just, just when you think you, you've reached the pinnacle, it's like something else. Yeah, I believe it. I'm trying, man. Hey, we all trying, right? Look, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to be like y'all. Y'all working and working. Y'all double working. <laughs> man, I'm just blessed. We all we all still got our jobs. You feel yeah, me? Exactly. 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 Man. Amen. Amen. Definitely. Definitely. So, I, you know, one of the things I, I kind of wanted to touch on, um, 
is just just around vaccinations in general, right? I think that you know um, part of the skepticism around the vaccination is um, just a lack of knowledge. So I'm just wondering what what exactly is a what is a vaccination? What is a vaccine? I should say. Right. Right. Yeah. I think there's uh, you know there's two ways definitely explain it. I think you know the quick and dirty way is a vaccine is a way of tricking your body into making uh, a defense system against a certain bacteria. Um, so can we, you know, we call bacteria as antigens. So, you know, your body sees something that it doesn't know, which is the vaccine. The vaccine produces this antigen and your body takes that antigen and makes basically antibodies um, that it will use to fight that true infection if seen later, later on, um, you know, the dirt, you know, the long kind of drawn out way, um, you know, vaccine again is, is, is basically a protein and antigen. And there's certain cells within the body, what we call white blood cells. And there's three types of white blood cells. And those white blood cells basically work, uh, in a process of making antibodies again, to, uh, basically fight uh, an infection if seen down the line. Wow. Wow. Yeah. I, I feel like I, I kind of had like a brief, well, I guess like a basic understanding of that. Um, yeah. But uh, th man, thank you for that. Cause I, yeah. Yeah. There's definitely different <laughs> types of vaccines. I mean, you know, the vaccines that, uh, you know, are coming out now, I think a lot of people are concerned, you know, is it a live vaccine? Cause there are live vaccines in which, you know, we, no, nah, I should say we, I, I, I'm not injecting anything to anybody, but, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, which healthcare professionals inject uh, kind of a live virus to, to basically describe, uh, to do what I described, you know, kind of trick your body into making this protein. And, you know, if your body is compromised, you know, if your immune system is not um, up to par, uh, that live virus can kind of, uh, you know, turn itself and take over. Um, but the current the current vaccines uh, out now, the Johnson and Johnson one is different, but the current vaccines out now are not live, which I think is very important because um, it won't give you the infection. You know, you're not going to get COVID. You obviously, not, I shouldn't say obviously, but um, you know, there's still risk of side effects, of course, but uh, you won't get COVID from getting the vaccine, which I think is important to know. Yeah, I, you know, it's interesting because uh, that whole Johnson and Johnson thing, like that, you know, they're fucking up talcum powder. So I don't know if I trust. <laughs> There's so many class action lawsuits. I'm like, I mm. right, yeah. I'm not gonna. I don't know. I don't know if Johnson Johnson listening. They got too much reach for me, so I ain't gonna. <laughs> I, 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 so, I'm with the lotion. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, so Marcus, um. Could you elaborate more on like the different different brands of the vaccine and like the biggest differences? Yeah, uh, I'll say uh, the two out now, Moderna and Pfizer, um, are two vaccines that you have to get in two separate doses. Uh, the biggest thing uh, different between those two vaccines or the, the duration in between the two. I'm sorry, I should have came in with that information. I don't have that, but um, I believe the Moderna is two weeks. You have to get them about two weeks apart. I believe the Pfizer um, is days to, to less than a week. Um, those vaccines are very similar uh, in, in as far as how they work. Um, both again, not non-live uh, vaccines um, that work, um, I guess, you know, as like it, it, 
via mRNA, uh, which is kind of hard to, to describe, but um, they're very similar. Uh, from my knowledge, I get, you know, from recent, obviously, uh, I shouldn't say obviously, but from, you know, recent literature um, have very similar efficacies, similar side effects um, to, to kind of my knowledge. So um, I'll say they're they're very similar. Um, I, I don't know if a, a big point I could bring out against one or the other outside of kind of when you when you get the vaccine. Uh, now the Johnson and Johnson is different because it's a it's a it's a um, one dose one dose treatment um, and it's also done differently. Um, it actually takes a piece of a piece of the COVID DNA um, and kind of puts it into your body. I don't know necessarily that you call it a live virus. Again, it doesn't have the ability to cause COVID again, doesn't have the ability to cause COVID, but it's just a different way it works as far as uh, kind of giving you immunity um, as far as Johnson and Johnson. And I think that has something to do with it being a, a one, a one time, one time dose. Okay. Um, which one was the first one that was released? Cause I, I, I saw some cases where, you know, I think like maybe it was like Russia or something like that. People took it and they broke out in rashes and mm -hmm, whole bunch mm -hmm. of different side effects. So which, which brand was that? Was, I believe it was Moderna. Don't, don't quote me on that. I don't want to say, you know, anything on that. Yeah, yeah. I believe, I believe Moderna was the first one to come out. Interesting. Yeah. So, sorry, just, uh, I want to make sure I understand this. So when you, when you say MRNA vaccine, so, instead of an actual live like bacteria or germ being implanted into the body, it's more yeah. so um, sort of like teaching your cells how to make that specific protein. Is that right, right, right. Yeah, basically, yeah, like it injects a, a somewhat of a protein and you know, it's, it, that protein is taken up by a certain cell um, in your body. And that cell, you know, sees this as, uh, you know, uh, as, something not true to self you know something that's not supposed to be there eats it up um and then takes pieces of that you know antigen or vaccine that was injected um and then sends out this message uh other cells kind of look at this message and make this basically antibody uh, uh, that will then float around your body uh for a certain period of time if you're then infected will will treat you know will help fight uh it'll also the antigen will also cause another cell uh, which we call T cells or killer cells, uh, which are more long standing, you know, kind of sit in the background for, you know, a longer period of time and wait, you know, months, whatever. Uh, if you then get it at a certain time and once that cell gets infected, that T cell will basically just eat up, uh, you know, a cell that's infected with COVID, et cetera. So it's, 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 a, it's a long drawn out process. Once you get vaccinated, you're not immediately you know, immune. It's a, it's a, it's a process, you know, uh, two weeks, I think, I don't want to say specifically, you know, certain days, but it's definitely, uh, you know, days to weeks as far as immunity after, um, you know, the completion of your vaccination. And how long do you think the effectiveness of the vaccine lasts? Because I've heard several different reports of you might need to take the shot quarterly, you may need to take it early, like the flu right. shot. Right. So. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't know that good information on that is out. I don't know that good data has been significantly looked at as far as that but i know that uh people have talked about booster shots um you know and i think the bigger not bigger but um you know i'm sure we'll talk about as far as variants um and you know how that'll play a role i think will kind of come into effect as well so you know that i think that's a good question i don't want to say that i have a specific answer to that but um definitely i think something will be rolling changing um you know as, as it kind of 
as as COVID changes, I guess I should say. Yeah, I know um, we see people advertising the flu shot, you know, get your flu shot, get mm -hmm. your flu shot. Mm -hmm. Do you think the COVID shot would be pretty similar down the line? Uh, you know, that's a good question. Uh, uh, you know, I th I'll say we kind of joke about that uh, as healthcare professionals. I shouldn't say joke. Uh, I don't know. I shouldn't say joke. Uh, poor word usage. But I should <laughs> say we talk about that, you know, kind of in the uh, in the in the, you know, in between each other. And, and, you know, it's I don't know. You know, it's 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 very possible. I think, again, how variants kind of come into play, how the current vaccine um, works against those variants will come into play. So uh, it's very possible. Yeah, it's like every other day, like you said, the variants, you see like a new variant every other day. Yeah, yeah, so South Africa, versus Europe, yeah. Vaccines have to be recalled to fight these new right. variants. Right, yeah, and, and and again, you know, the data I, I'll say can change, uh, you know, from what I've read, but um, there is some data that says that the current vaccine does have, you know, a good percentage of um, coverage against the new variants um, yeah. in, in dealing with severe infection. So, um, you know, I, again, I think it's all going to change as as COVID changes. Okay. I mean, so far, I've got more information from you than I have the CDC. That's for real. It's all there, man. It's all there. It's just, mm -hmm. you know, it's a web. It's a, it's, a, it's a dark web when you get on there, man. It's, you know, it's just... You know, I think this has a lot to do with, um, you know, the issues in, in certain communities with vaccine. It's just who you trust and who you can get information from you trust uh, you trust with, um, you know, and I think that's why it's going to be, a um, you know, I personally feel it's going to be a long time before certain communities open up and fully, you know, accept vaccinations for themselves or other people. So um, which I think is understandable if you look, you know, back at history, and, yes. you know, how certain uh ethnicities groups were done um so you're an er doctor right correct how often do you see like the same patients like people who tested positive <laughs> or, or you know and they've gotten over it but they've caught it again do you see that at all um you know that's a good question i'll say you know as far as i've definitely seen patients come in that have tested you know i see tested positive for covid um you know i've never seen a patient personally of mine that's come in and then retested for COVID after known being tested negative. Um, you know, that's kind of a lot of tests. People don't like being tested a lot like that. As far as reinfection, there is a, a small rate from what I've, I've heard. I've just never, I've never really seen anybody get tested twice and have a known negative infection in between, but it, there are, there, there are cases supposedly out there. Okay. What are like the you know the known symptoms of this virus? Like, how can you tell right off the mm -hmm. bat that you might have it? Yeah, no, I'll, I'll say it's it, it's hard just looking at a patient. I think, um, uh, you know, I'll say yeah, it's hard. It's hard looking at a patient. I don't think um, right now uh, there's one thing I can say that says yeah for sure. I'll say one thing. There's we're seeing a lot less flu. Uh, you know, we're testing for COVID. We were doing a lot of testing for COVID and flu together. And we weren't seeing a lot of flu all through December, um, et cetera. Um, but, um, you know, as far as COVID, obviously, you know, those numbers are, you know, rising and, and, and dipped. Um, but, uh, you know, I can't say a, a spe specific symptom. I think once we see the patient x-ray, um, you know, is there, I think that's one of the bigger tools outside of obviously testing 
um, that that I that you know you can kind of say yeah that kind of looks like uh, that kind of looks like COVID. Do you feel like um, I mean, I mean, obviously, I guess it, it might be too soon to tell, but do you feel like the number of cases have slowed down? Um, since the vaccination has come out? Um, who, since the vaccination has come out? Uh, I mean, I, 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 I'll just say, if, if I had to say yes or no, yes. Um, I don't know necessarily the numbers um, specifically. I'll say as far as cases, um, you know, uh, the, the, the work kind of flow in, in the ER um, and, you know, kind of the, you know, because we have a specific area for COVID. Um, so that's kind of, you know, kind of what I'm jesting this question off of. And I'll say that's somewhat slowed down, but it's definitely, um, you know, remained open without a doubt. Um, you know, is that due to is that due to um, the vaccine, you know, improved social distancing, you know, people kind of understanding, uh, you know, I, I'll say that's hard to say. Interesting. You know, um, I just kind of, you know, touching on something you mentioned earlier, Um far as like groups that have been primarily impacted by this, right? I remember um, in the book, are you familiar with the medical apartheid? Uh, no, I'm not. Interesting. So it, it's basically- I, I, I want to say I remember that. I can't say that I read it. Though. It's one of those books where basically, I guess in a nutshell, it talks about um, kind of how African-American to black people have been, um, experimented on right in a sense and oh, definitely, uh, yeah. that has kind of led to us being skeptical about uh -huh. anything that, that any sort of medical procedures that you that we receive from uh, from the hospital i mean right. do you have you right. found that um or i guess just in your personal opinion do you feel like uh, people of color have been somewhat targeted in, as far as this vaccination, or excuse me, not the vaccination, but this COVID pandemic goes? Um, I mean, I think just in healthcare in general, um, you know, I think, you know, uh, people from ethnic backgrounds are, are specifically targeted, you know, in general, whether it's COVID or chronic pain or, and, you know, I, I don't know that I necessarily have an answer to that. I think it's um, extremely, extremely tough talking about healthcare in the United States you know, mm -hmm. specifically things like uh, mental health um, and this, uh, you know, the ramp, you know, kind of rampant amount that kind of goes throughout um, certain communities without, you know, really talking about it. You know, I don't know about you gentlemen, but, uh, you know, in my in my household, you know, psych, you know, being crazy or whatever, you know, there wasn't really that wasn't really a thing, you know, and, mm -hmm. and um, you know, if you had a, uh, some yeah. type of underlying disorder that people really didn't understand um i think you kind of got shunned out and um you kind of got a raw end of the deal um and that i think is has been heavy again in certain you know communities and it's made it uh you know i don't want to sit here and act like it's hard on us you know it is hard on us but it's hard on a, it's hard on a lot of people but um i think that's kind of put you know definitely uh put a put a bullseye on 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 certain again, in certain ethnic uh, communities uh, within healthcare. Yeah, 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 you're right. You're right, I think, yeah, across the board. I remember um, when, I, when I worked at Highland, uh, I remember going to one of the, the meetings that some of the, the primary care providers there had, and one of the things that they discussed was um, how to get more women of color 
um, to get mammograms, right? Which um, something I hadn't even really thought about right, until now. And then, but you're right though, it does seem like overall, like our healthcare system seems to kind of do, you know, people of color a disservice, right? Yeah, yeah. No, I think, um, I, you know, I think it's, I, I, again, I think it's hard. I think it's multifactorial. I don't want to say it's uh, on anyone in particular, um, but it's definitely something I think that, uh, you know, hey, if we could address it and, and figure out here on this podcast, I think we'd be, uh, we wouldn't be working, working, I think, any, any longer, so. <laughs> And you're in jail, one of the two. Mm. <clears throat> yeah, man. Yeah. Um, speaking on a lot of mishandling of, you know, different communities, um, as you know, most people in the urban area had to continue to work, you know, because most of them were essential workers like retail and things of that mm. nature. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of people don't really consider how transmissible it is when they're out in public, you know, not falling six feet. And right. you know, not wearing that mask correctly. Kind of, we probably in the beginning saw so many different viral videos of people not wearing their mask. So, what other things you think underrated trans- how transmissible this virus is? Uh, yeah, I mean, very, very easily transmissible. I think, um, you know, distance is, is key, um, you know, and um, just proximity and repetition, you know, the closer and the more often. Um, you know, something happens, you know, and, and those situations happen at work, those situations happen in close quarters, um, just increases the likelihood. Um, you know, I think things like touching objects, um, you know, stuff like that, there's less, there's less uh, rates of transmission on Again, I don't want to give numbers because I, I, I don't have them. Um, but I, it is definitely less transmissible via, um, you know, kind of just touching um, an object that you might have touched, uh, definitely possible, but less transmissible. Um, so it's really that, um, you know, that six feet, you know, that's, that's key. And, um, you know, the masks are obviously helpful, um, you know, to the degree of obviously worn right, uh, you know, but the key is six feet, you know, and that's typically because, um, you know, the, when you cough or you speak, um, you know, if you do have, you know, if you're infected, you know, the, you know, the, the spit or, um, you know, kind of, you know, array of, of saliva that kind of comes out of your mouth, uh, you know, small, small droplets will travel farther, but they should hit the ground by six feet. So that's kind of why you want to keep that six feet distance um, from someone. Um, and I think the whole hand washing, sanitizing thing, again, like I said, I think there is rates of transmission, although lower. Um, I think that's just because everybody's you know, no, I'm not on top of good hand hygiene. Everybody's got a little germaphobe in them. Um, and, you know, if people are going to put hand sanitizer on, I think people are going to follow suit with that, at least to a, a degree. Yeah, that, that that whole thing is interesting to me because um, I find myself walking into places now and, and you see signs up saying, uh, yeah, please wash your hands. And I'm kind of like, this is kind of some shit you should be doing anyways, right? Like, <laughs> We right. should be washing our hands, right? We should be paying attention to our hygiene. But all of a sudden now, it seems like there's more of an emphasis. But I'm like, yeah. Right. But- right. And that's a, a lot of, you know, the talk that I have with the uh, co-workers is, you know, now that, you know, we're washing our hands and we're wearing masks, you know, I got, again, um, you know, kind of how I mentioned earlier, I have not seen a positive case of the flu. And, I, and we've been testing uh, corona and flu together probably since... What month are we in February? Probably since December, November, you know, and, uh, you know, that's unheard of, you know, and before COVID during that time, 
you know, I'd see, you know, from November to what are we in February, easily, you know, 50 to 100 cases, maybe, you know, depending on how much I'm working of flu, you know, just from testing or hearing about it. Um, so, you know, people are washing their hands, people are uh, wearing masks, people are, you know, and, uh, and again, you know, people are vaccinated against the flu, which is obviously different. So, um, but, you know, on top of that, with that, you know, we really haven't seen you know, a lot of flu. So, so Marcus, uh, since you're out there on the front lines, you know, I'm pretty sure you're aware of like the, a lot of misconceptions and false information that's falling around on there on the internet. Yeah. So I'm going to ask you personally, yeah. do you, have you noticed any of the cases actually slowing down since the release of the vaccine? I mean, I, I think again, it's hard. It's really hard to say numbers wise. Um, you know, I wouldn't say that I have those numbers, but in the gist of looking at the, at, at the, workflow, you know, that I, uh, um, I've been dealing with since the vaccine has come out, you know, I would say, you know, it, it, it does. It seems like their cases have been decreased. Uh, the severity of cases have been decreased. Um, you know, but the numbers are still high, you know, the numbers of people coming in kind of, uh, you know, whether we're talking about younger kind of patients, you know, the numbers are still, you know, that we're still seeing cases. Did you elaborate more on like the age differences? Because like at first, mm. everyone thought it was just like you know it affects the elderly, right? But, you know, right. I saw some cases like I was watching this episode of Brian Gumble, mm. who did a case on teenagers catching it, yeah, and they recovered, yeah, but not fully. Like they lost their mobility, you know, they're still trying to gain some of their taste back. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. Can you, can you like you know explain more? You know. That it could, you know, it could affect the young people too. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, you know, I think there's always going to be those rare cases. Um, you know, and I don't know that I saw that episode. I want to say I did, um, but yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, uh, uh, um, you know, uh, I think the, the underlying symptoms or diagnosis, if there's underlying diabetes, if there's underlying uh, other um, symptoms going on, I think that really, really can affect. Uh, especially not only the elderly, but also, uh, you know, the younger population, um, you know, kind of talking with co-workers who had diabetes, et cetera, you know, following their sugars and kind of, you know, monitoring how that goes. I, I you know, I don't want to say all my co-workers are in the younger population, but, um, you know, it did, it did affect their sugars. It did a kind of slowly um, change the way they kind of had to do medications. And, and that wasn't everybody, but, um you know, it can it can definitely have an effect on uh, younger people, you know, those kind of rare cases where, you know, there's sensory deficits or there's kind of a long lasting deficits afterwards. I'm sure those cases will kind of continue to come out. I think they're kind of rare um, right now. But the bigger thing I think, you know, frontline workers are dealing with, especially with COVID uh, are, you know, whether they're young or they're old or kind of the respiratory symptoms and kind of how it affects um, you know, there's their oxygenation, just their ability to kind of oxygenate and how much they have to work to breathe. Um, so those are the biggest things we're kind of seeing. Um, but I'm sure, you know, kind of going down, down the line, we're going to see more cases of, you know, whether it's taste or kind of sensory or, you know, uh, uh, you know, dizziness, whatnot, um, that people may kind of, uh, have after having, uh, you know, a severe kind of case. Yeah. So I remember around this time last year, about a, a good sum of people were catching like a really bad flu. This is before COVID was really considered, you know, COVID. Mm -hmm. And looking back at that now, do you think a lot of those cases from like January, February, 2020, those might've been positive COVID cases? Oh yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. I, I do. 
I do. I don't know. Again, don't have any information to back that up. But I think, um, you know, travel was rampant. I think that, um, you know, it was something that we were hearing about in China, you know, three or four months prior to that. Um, and, um, you know, people were traveling. Um, I don't doubt at all that the, a lot of those cases were probably underlying COVID. You know, testing wasn't, um, you know, I don't even know that it was available. It definitely wasn't uh, easily available. Um, at that time. So obviously it's kind of hard to say, but, um, you know, I, I would, I would think so. Yeah. Yeah. Cause me personally, about this time last year, I remember I had this bad cough, hard breathing for like two or three weeks in a row. Mm. And then overnight one day it got to the point where I couldn't even open my eyes and I went to the ER and the only question they really asked me that was kind of co-related at the time was, have you been to Europe? Oh yeah. Travel. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, no, I've take part every day though. And yeah. so it kind of went through. <laughs> I lost like 15 dangerous. a week and it was just crazy. I, like, I never felt this before. Yeah. yeah and then I, I had a coworker do the same thing. And then, you know, they just said, oh, it's just the flu. And now looking back at it now, it's like, did we have it? Right. Right. Yeah. No, it's very possible. Yeah. But it's interesting to me, though, right? Because, you know, I, sort of like what you were saying, it sounds like the people who have the highest risk are those people who already had some sort of comorbidity, like the mm-hmm. respiratory issues or, right. or diabetes, right? right. And, you know, I, I kind of wish there would be more emphasis put on just being a healthier individual in general, right? Because mm-hmm. I remember, um, you know, working at Highland, doing some little bit of diabetes and um, hypertension education. I felt like there were so many things that stemmed from it, right? But these are things that are so common. Yeah. Um, right. Like, you know, having diabetes or high blood pressure increases your risk for um, a stroke, a heart attack, things like that. Now, you know, we're starting to see that these are things that people or consider risk factors when it comes to contracting COVID. But it doesn't seem like there, there's enough emphasis on just people just exercising more right like just eating yeah. right yeah healthy, yeah yeah no i think that's you know um you know i think it's something uh, that's definitely underplayed i think there's i, you know, I don't want to say that there's not people out there definitely you know trying to you know fight that fight and, and get that information out there i just think that there's so many other things that are you know overlying eating well and exercising mm-hmm. daily you know, as a, you know, especially what's going on and, you know, healthcare life, you know, recently, um, I think it's just something that gets downplayed, but yeah, I think you're hundred percent right. Um, you know, it's something that, uh, you know, definitely needs to be, um, publicized and, and, and hopefully practiced, um, more often it's hard. You know, I talk to patients about it all the time, you know, coming in with diabetes or hypertension and, um, you know, it's hard for me to sit there and tell, a you know, 50, 60 year old person to stop, you know, drinking soda. And I'm, you know, just coming, <laughs> coming back from, you know, a, a, a ice cold glass, you know, with ice, you know what I mean? Just tipped off to the top, you know, just, ah, you know, so it's hard, it's hard, you know? So, um, uh, I think just trying to tell people one thing at a time, you know, just, I don't know, you know, if you're smoking, trying to decrease your smoking, you know, if you're drinking and eating a lot, you know, try and, you know, decrease, you know, one thing a week or, you know, something like that. And, um, you know, getting other people on board is really important. Um, you know, getting family members on board to kind of, kind of help you, I think is always key too. So, um, it's a, 
it's a it's a long fight for sure harm reduction harm yeah. reduction yeah definitely so Something else that I was kind of wondering or curious about was, um, you know, it's I found that it's really it can be challenging to find reliable information, right? Because it seems like every other day there's an article that comes out, you know, that was put out by HuffPost or CNN or some random article that pops up on Yahoo or Google, right? Um, and just kind of being somebody with no real formal I, I did an EMT program, but that's that's about it. It's the equivalent of a CP, it's a CPR class on steroids. But um, I mean, more than a lot, though. More than a lot of people, so don't downplay it. But yeah, I get I get what you're saying. Um, um, you know, I, I don't want to stop you there. I, I think you're kind of you know what what sources do I kind of trust, or what sources should we kind of you know look to? I think that's you know I, I think it's hard. You know, I, I, I you know I'll say I kind of go to. Um, you know that the 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 top you know for 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 us you know cdc up to date are things that we're kind of looking at you know outside that i think you mm. know personal taste personal interest is all um you know going to make it different for everybody it's hard for me to sit here and say one or you know get your information from here get your information from there i think you know in times like this or in from you know situations like this if you had something that you went to and you trusted it's time to kind of go back there um you know, <laughs> and go, go to them, you know, and talk to them and see what they say. So, yeah, that's, yeah, that's, it's crazy, right? Cause I feel like, yeah, I mean, I, it's, it's, it's interesting, right? Cause I've, I've definitely talked to, you know, I've talked to you a little bit and I've talked to other doctors and nurses, people who've been in the field for, for years, right? That, like um, from different specialties. And it just seems like, man, if, if, if some of these providers are having a difficult time comprehending this, like, I'm like, yeah, what chance do I have? I'm like, yeah. I go to medical school, shit. right, right, yeah, I'm no, scared. Yeah. I don't want to die. Yeah, no, it's it's ever changing, man. Everything is changing, so uh, it's hard on everybody. The information is hard to to understand. It's hard to get out there um, and make it so everybody kind of understands. Um, you know, but I, I also think that things are getting better. I think, um, you know, overall understanding of the virus and kind of how it works and ways to beat it are, are known. It's just about, you know, getting people access um, if they want the vaccine, getting people access to masks, um, you know, not, you know, hopefully not having to make people work so they can, you know, stay social distance if possible. So uh, really appreciate that, Marcus. Um, yeah. Yeah, yes. no doubt. That's one thing I've, I feel like I've always really appreciated about you is, is the fact that you kind of have a you have a good ability to sort of break things down and make them digestible. Because, you know, I, when I'm thinking like I know what a protein is, but certain <laughs> other <laughs> MRNA oh, and no. enzymes and endoplasmic reticulum. I know I just said some. I'm like, yeah. this is all. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you got it. Good old days, man. Good old days. Like I'm, I'm a reader. I, you know, I don't do the science and math thing. I read fiction, you know, Harry Potter and shit. So right, right. I get you. I got you. Yeah, no doubt. No man. I appreciate y'all having me on here. This was, uh, this is really good. I think you guys are doing something awesome. So, um, you know, I appreciate you guys uh, trying to get this out to people. Get this out, you know, because like I said, I think, um, you know, I see people and hear people every day asking questions similar. And, you know, it's really hard in the emergency room setting, you know, to sit down with somebody and kind of get, you know, all their questions out. So, like I said, I hope this get some information out, get people looking in and 
Um, you know, it's always good to check your own facts, check your own information, which you, you know, kind of like what you guys said, sources that you trust. So yeah. we appreciate you, man, you know, and, and we'll definitely keep in touch because, you know, it's, yeah, it's no always doubt. good to have someone like on the front lines rather than listening to somebody who who thinks they're a medical professional and they really don't know <laughs> shit. <laughs> yeah, no doubt, man. I I appreciate it. Yeah, I take all, all invites. Thank you. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. No doubt, gentlemen. Yeah, you guys have a good night, man. Appreciate it. You too, man. All right, you too. Yeah, yeah, Thank yeah, you, yeah, Mark. Safe. Yeah, no worries. Yeah, yeah. You guys too. Stay safe, man. All right. All right. Guys. All right peace. Well, well, well. You heard it from the black doctor himself. Well, <laughs> <laughs> that was good, you know. Especially you broke down like on TV. They didn't really broke down what a vaccine is. It just said it's ready. You know it ain't. <laughs> <laughs> we we got it. You got what? Like, you got it. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, so what do you, what do y'all think? I mean, I know. I mean, I've like I said, I've had the, the the pleasure to work with Marcus in the past, and I've seen him. He does some really great work and um, really knowledgeable. Um, I don't know. What what'd y'all think about what he had to say? I would say he was great. He wasn't biased. He didn't push vaccinations like. The media has been doing he gave us a description of what we're putting into us which a lot of people who don't have access to it like our elders can go research on the computer and things mm. of that nature so for him to just break down each particle each step of what a vaccination is is good and now makes it easier for people to decide hopefully because there's some people who are still anti and for the fact he didn't push it and made it all great hey, i'm just glad he just kept it real and like you said, you didn't give out any like false information. He's out there on the front line. So, you know, it's not, you know, no BS. And, you know, he just gave me some hope out there for, you know, you know, the people who are out there on the front lines who are actually working on this and, you know, giving us reliable information. So I appreciate it. You know what he did tonight for us, for everybody. That's real. That's real. I will say. And that's why I have the utmost respect for somebody who says, I don't know, because on the real, like some information that'll come out today you go through it and you're like okay i have a good understanding of this and tomorrow hits and it's something completely different right which is it's, it's so confusing right because i think about granted i've never been to medical school but it sounds like just being being a doctor right part of this their skill set is being able to be good at research right like be mm -hmm. good at sort of sorting fact from fiction um but again, like for somebody who doesn't have any formal medical background, right? Um, like, I don't know about y'all, but I've never fucking gone to medical school, right? You know, but it's like, what, what chance do we have as far as like being able to, to know what's accurate? Exactly. And going back to what you said, you know, he wasn't afraid to say he would, he doesn't know. And you know, the truth be told, you know, this virus is still mutating. And so they're trying, they're just trying to catch up to it. Like you said, they're, they're still saying like, you know, how it works, how to stop it. And, you know, I mean, I wish they did know already, but like, you know, what can you do when it's ever changing? And so it, and I'm gonna go back to what said, said, just take care of your body. And you don't have to worry about vaccinations, like being the cure all. If you just eat right, just walk every once in a while, put down the fork or even just, you know, take the multivitamin. <laughs> the fork. Put like, down just, the fork. Like, take care of yourself. <laughs> Because you see people running, like, they want to hide the symptoms rather than just do the treatment themselves. And like Seth said, just take care of your body. You only get one. That's real, man. I've had some some pretty close some pretty close encounters with COVID, man. And I've been, been lucky. I had a motherfucking <laughs> COVID sneeze on me. And I was like, oh, shit. And I was sure I had the shit. I was like, oh, I'm fucked up. 
I don't know what I'm crazy is you still here, bro. <laughs> I know, right? Whoever says prayer. I'm telling you, bro. That episode on Brian Gumble that I watched, bro, I, I was some scary shit. I ain't gonna lie to you. Like, people couldn't walk anymore, bro. Like, there were athletes, track runners, and, like, they caught it. You know, they got over it, but they, they can't walk or run no more or run well. I mean, you don't have to be the, like, out of shape either because you looked at the NFL this season. Cam Newton was balling out the first two weeks. He got COVID and did yeah, not look did. the same the rest of the Good year. Point. That's real. I just wanted to add... Um, did y'all know that Wayne Brady makes Brian Gumble look like Malcolm X? Come on, nigga. Come on. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> the Chappelle Show. Did nobody see that episode? Yes. <laughs> yes. God damn. Oh, I'm trying man. to change the atmosphere a little bit. Everything's so so tense, man. Shit. Lighten up. Lighten up, nigga. Don't worry. They'll get Batman in a few weeks from us. Yay. This <laughs> is crazy shit, though, man. Yeah. Really crazy. I, You know, I... It's crazy to think that we're considered to be one of the most powerful entities on the planet, right? Like we're this we're one of the, the major superpowers, right? But we it seems like we failed miserably at getting this virus underhand, right? It's crazy. Like I feel like other It's all because of you know who. Today may, actually makes a year since he tweeted the virus is under control. You mean Voldemort, thou whose whose name shall not be spoken? Yep, it made a year. Today was a year, so it was a good day to do this episode. He said it was gonna be gone by spring last year. He said it was never here, but <laughs> he said inject yourself with house cleaning supplies. Oh my lord! Go get a tan. You know, I, I'm just—I don't even know if this is appropriate to say. I just okay, we're, we're unforgivable. Yeah, were people really drinking cleaning supplies? Like, did they really? Somebody took some kind of pet vitamin and they died because he told them to. Huh? That's it was like some kind of fish cleaning supply. He told him to take it, and they took it. It was like this old couple, and they died. Well, I can't say I feel too bad, <laughs> to be honest with you, because like if you're stupid enough to do something like that, I, I can't feel too bad for you. It's like, yeah, you go ahead. You, you know that bottle of 409 you keep under the sink? The WD-40? <laughs> <laughs> you spray it in your eyes real quickly. Yeah, yeah X-ray vision. You say, yeah, you got a glass of water. Go ahead and put a little drain on in that thing. You know, <laughs> If it's good enough to clean a pipe, it's good enough to clean your body. I'm shocked someone actually tried that. I, I had no idea that happened, Dave. I yeah, this was last God, month. Damn. Man dies taking fish tank cleaner. Someone believed that shit? Yeah. Well, funny. I know somebody out there is going to try and sue one of these companies. Like, you can't sue WD-40 because you were stupid enough to put the shit in your body. <laughs> Just that's They have it. labels saying, do not eject, <laughs> do not drink, do not bring near food. You do what you're doing. <sighs> You just did it to yourself. I'm saying I can't feel too bad for those people. I mean, I know it's sad and all, but yeah, uh, I didn't see the most ridiculous articles, like the things people are doing to get through COVID. Like I saw this one article. It's not even well, it's co-related, but it's like about a job. And it was like he basically his rent was fifty six hundred between two people. They both got laid off. And instead of, you know, trying to like find a way out of their lease, they just complained the whole year. And it's like, sometimes you do your own dirty work for, to yourself. Like some like the, some of these people who are testing positive later. Like no one told you to go to the club last week, go to that yeah. house party. Like you did it to yourself. But who the fuck, like, and, and I, I, this might be a separate conversation in general or episode, but just, I'm, I don't know if any of you have, have any friends who've gotten their unemployment money or like, Taken with little funds that they have left over. You did dumb shit. Well, yeah, let's say some dumb shit. Like let's go to Vegas, like, right? Let's let's go to a strip club, right? Which 
It's kind of oh funny. Oh my god. Imagine the germs all around. That's the worst. I, the pink poodle. Yeah, all right. It's like you, you take everything <laughs> off. <laughs> you keep that mask off before your titties out. Like that. Like it's just I'm like, why would you That's some shit Bow would do? <laughs> you don't know no better. Show the fuck dope. It's some silly people in the world though. That's that's why I said part of the situation, you know, I'm it's, it's very disheartening, but you gotta admit it's a little comical at the same damn time because people are out here doing some very silly shit. Yeah. Some dumb shit. Like I I just can't see I can't, and that's another thing too, it kinda worries me is cause uh, there's gonna be some people who are up shit creek when um, uh, they start evicting people. They start filing taxes too. They gonna pay them back. Bro, everybody was on unemployment, bro. They they are screwed. The government screwed y'all. The government gotta pay all that. Cause like people who made more money on unemployment, bro, they put them in that tax bracket. Exactly. And so they gotta pay all that shit back. That's what people don't recognize, man. Like uh, those are loans that y'all don't know y'all taking. Yeah, not free money. That's not free. The government government's motherfucking. Let me tell you. Uncle Sam, when he want his shit, you want his shit. Yeah, I, I got, once, I got getting... a letter. I pressed the wrong box one year. I was like, oh, $300? Let me pay this shit today for I have to go to jail. Oh, nigga. Yeah. <laughs> Press the, like, oh, the wrong box. And they be sending that shit like three years later. Like, you like, did I do this? Are they playing me? Like, I'm not going to risk it. Let me just make sure there's a valid website on this email. And they sent you a Dave. They probably you checked the wrong box. They said, uh, excuse me, sir. Uh, you checked uh, African American black. That name. That? <laughs> the last name is uh oh, oh, oh. He's one of those. He's one of those. He's a, he's a hybrid. He's a hybrid. He's a hybrid. <laughs> he didn't make it sense. His motherfucker's Robocop. <laughs> so it's like, this is oh, Robo. <laughs> He's a hybrid nigga. <laughs> hey, but real talk, like, I think the way America just mishandled, you know, providing for the assistance was made COVID worse than what it was. You know who? Yeah. Because you look at what other countries got in, in replace of being at home compared to America. It's like maybe if we had more of a backbone holding us up, you know. People goddamn common sense. More. Yeah, definitely. You know. I saw the real hustlers come out. People pushing the like hand trucks, selling food, all that. Like there's like a tamale like lady on every corner now. I mean, that's hustle because they have to do it because most of them couldn't afford to keep their restaurants open, stuff like that. Yeah, um, yeah it's real though, man. I, I was in the mission in uh, San Francisco the other day, and this motherfucker tried to get me for the two masks. Tried to charge me uh twenty dollars. I was like, God damn. Boy, if you don't go to Target. That's what I was like, I'm going to Costco. But he was out there getting somebody. I mean, he had all sorts of colors and shit. And I mean, he had some, some Batman, some Robins, some My Little Pony. I mean, he had some for everybody. I have something for you too, my friend. Yeah, Batman? So, he had a Batman. You know he did. <laughs> he pulled out Black Panther in front of you. Like, you want this? Oh, <laughs> I'm black. <laughs> As you say, I said, we got one with fried chicken on the front. Would you like... I'll take it. You got a watermelon KFC one. logo. <laughs> I'll take it. KFC. Bye bye. Chick fil A. Chicken. Oh, churches. That greasy shit. Hmm. You got a football one. We know how much you niggas love football. Go Raiders. Oh, um, no. Are they gone? Oh, they gone. That's what I they, Yeah, they gone, gone. Big gone. Oh, God. But. You know, I think overall, um, you know, trying to trying to end on a positive note, I will say that I'm, I've been blessed and fortunate to still have a job, a relatively a, a good job at that. And, um, you know, where I work uh, from my employees, excuse me, from my coworkers um, on up to um, our management team, like they've been very 
very understanding and, and I think done like a, a great job at advocating for, for us um, as far as like getting this vaccination and making sure we still have jobs. Most important, right? Like I, yeah. I'm blessed to, I mean, of course, you know, I feel bad for everybody who's suffering during this, this pandemic, right? Um, but I, I just, I feel very, very fortunate to still, still be able to work, you know, still have a job, just like I found myself the other day being a little upset. I'm like, yeah, I was mad at some stupid shit, right? But as I was going to Trader Joe's and I had to stop myself, I was like, fuck man, I'm, I'm about to buy some groceries right now. You know, there's a lot of people out here who are struggling who can't even do that. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Any, any closing remarks, my fellow black men of America? Uh, Stay safe out there, people. And uh, I hope to anybody who lost their job, I hope you find employment soon. Uh, Keep your distance. Stay safe out there. Whether you take the vaccine or not, nobody's superhuman just keep doing the daily routine wearing a mask keeping distance watch your social bubbles people and don't hop around because you don't know who is with who who they work with and a lot of people might be lying about how big their other bubbles are so just watch keep your distance i mean i know it's hard right now because i know a lot of my family events got canceled last year because of this so if you Mm -hmm. gotta make the sacrifice just do so and think about your friends and family who've lost loved ones along the way just keep your distance i feel you this is not a drill ladies and gentlemen this is not a drill this covid shit is real yeah so until next week when well we haven't decided what our next topic is gonna be batman Batman. anyhow what gotta hit it on a good note we had to do it yeah we, we, we had to, we had to. Um, anyhow, this is the Unforgivable Podcast with your host, Cedric. I'm Craig. This is Dave. And we are signing out. Good night, everyone. Peace. Thanks for joining us this week on the Unforgivable Podcast. Make sure to visit us at the links below where you can follow us so you'll never miss a show. While you're at it, please subscribe and hit the like button or tell your friends about the show as that would help us out too. See you next time.